Whoa. Uh, good morning. Welcome in. This is the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We're streaming live. We're on YouTube right now. Search Out of Bounds Sports. YouTube. Search Out of Bounds Sports. That's our channel. It's rocking. And man, have we picked up the pace. You know, we went down for a uh, month this summer, which was no bueno for Bo. And we were waiting on a a piece, and it became an ordeal. I guess that's everything in the whole COVID thing. But, uh, man, I'm glad to be back up on YouTube. Search Out of Bounds Sports. We're going to do a lot more with it. The numbers have been great the last four weeks. That's because of you. And we appreciate I don't. We don't care how you listen. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Stream it on the Out of Bounds radio app. Watch it on YouTube. Search Out of Bounds Sports. Um, there's been a lot of feedback on Ron's call. And Ron called the Stella Artois caller line and said, it's time for Arnett to go. And he has a right to that opinion. We agree to disagree. I, I think what's happened with Mississippi, I don't think this is what's happened. Uh, what's happened is four coaches since 2017 and four totally different offensive schemes. What Leach did last year is pretty remarkable. Now, what do we talk about? What did what did Kiffin do the year before? Took advantage of what? A down SEC West. And you got to take advantage of your window of opportunities. And Kiffin won 10 games with Matt Corral. Last year, Leach took advantage of Arkansas, A&M, and Auburn all being average to solid. Right? And But you've gone from Dan Mullen's offense to Joe Moorhead's offense to Mike Leach's offense to Kevin Barbet's offense. Do you think that that is a recipe for success? Ooh, I don't know. Many that would. And, and so you've had four different head coaches since 2017. Do you want to really let Arnett go? Or do you want to actually commit to NIL and try to go get some players? Yeah. He, he's young. He gets it. He, he made some good hires. Yeah, they don't have a lot of talent. Um, and honestly, next year could be worse. I mean, they're losing a bunch of seniors and super seniors. Now, they're not going to be going to the NFL, but, you know, it's a bunch of solid guys. Again, you lost three defensive players that you didn't replace. Or to date, you haven't. Emmanuel Forbes, Cam Young, two NFL players, one first round, one fourth round. Don't just scoff at that. And then Tyrus Wheat, who's a good college football player. And you're and by the way, they all played important positions. Cam Young, defensive line. Tyrus Wheat, edge rusher. Emmanuel Forbes, lockdown corner. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So NFL lockdown you corner. Lo- you lost your only juice on the defense. You don't have any of those players on the defense right now. You don't have Cam Young, Tyrus Wheat, Emmanuel Forbes. Your defense is atrocious. I expect Alabama to do whatever they want this Saturday night, and that's an 8 o'clock game. Some of you are going to have to pace yourself <laughs> or just not go to the game. I, I, I'm, not a, I'm not advocating for that. That's not where you only have so many games to go to the Grove, to go to the Junction, to go to Vault hemingway to go to Davis-Wade, to enjoy it with your friends and the atmosphere, and live games are fun, and all that. 
So I'm not advocating not go. Y- y- y'all know a lot of times I'm just chopping it up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. Some people can't follow that. Some people can. <laughs> Some people are really, really literal. But here's the, I mean, go to the game, have fun. Or at least enjoy the junction, enjoy Starville. Go to the Grove, enjoy uh, Oxford. I mean, they're wonderful college towns. You get to go see amazing people and visit with people that you love. That's cool. That That's awesome. You get to go to Two Brothers. You get to go to Bouray. You get to go to this, that, whatever. I mean, I just, I, I mean, this goes to show you where I am now. The last 10 years, I've enjoyed, I was running, but that got taken off the deal. But I just love walking around in town and on campus. I guess that goes to show you I'm getting older. But, <laughs> hey, Skip Bertman used to do it. I remember in grad school, I, ran, I was sitting outside my house, and guess who walked by on the sidewalk? Skip Bertman, LSU head coach. Wow. I said, hey, Coach Bertman. He said, not many people recognize me. I said, yeah, but I grew up on college baseball, buddy. I know exactly who you are. Um, and that's when you had to, like, read the newspaper to find out his right. face this was 1998. and everything. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or what, I'm give or take. I don't right. know the exact year. Of course. But, but, yeah, I ran into Skip Bertman walking around. So, anyway, my point is, go enjoy it. I know you're frustrated this morning. And I've got to somewhat pick apart your teams, but you do have some pieces. I mean, Tulu is a piece that's awesome. Jackson Dart is a piece who can play. Will had 480-plus yards. Hey, I give Will Ro- – here's what I said. Is Will Rogers overly talented? No. Is Will Rogers – has he been coached at a insane high level since he was five years old? And is he a gutty – gritty competitor well let's drop it thank you you just gave me a a uh a window to drop the will rogers audio the sec insider hit this morning is brought to you by ben nelson golf and outdoors have you checked out their selection of easy go golf cars for your house for your neighborhood for your manufacturing facility for your construction site for your farm to get out to the lake for your deer camp Easy Go Golf Cars, American-made in Augusta, Georgia, powered by Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors in Memphis, Gluckstadt, and the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors. This is Will Rogers talking about that this was the hardest he has worked in practice this past week. Uh, just, I guess, just started this week in practice. You know, obviously, <clears throat> you, know, you, find a lot of, you find out a lot about a person when you know, things don't go right, you know. You know, I kind of made it a point this week, you know, to practice as hard as I've ever practiced. And, um, you know, like I said, not enough. So I need to, need to keep working, need to keep getting better. That's he, a, <laughs> Well, you know what? It's okay to, to – kudos to him. Yeah. He yeah. heard the criticism. He didn't play well, okay? He didn't. It's okay to say. Some people can't. We will. Because we've given him mad props when the young man – Played his ass off many a Saturdays. He did not play well, and he hasn't played well in a while. All right? That's my standard and expectations of him. On Saturday night, he came out in a hostile environment. That place was loud. You got to give, for South Carolina not to be a blue blood, give them credit. I had friends text me about the stadium atmosphere and what they do there. Credit to the South Carolina marketing team. Will went out there and absolutely slung it and threw yeah. some dimes. 
Barbet called the shots. We're going to go deep. If they're going to play this shallow, if they're going to play their safeties like this, we're going to go do it, finally. For real. Tulu <laughs> ran the right routes and caught some balls. I mean, when you're hauling, you know what? And you're running, and we think it's easy right when it's in the bread basket. It's not. No. no Kudos no. to all three of the guys. Barbe, Will Rogers, and Tulu Griffin. They played well. They had big plays. Justin Robinson was so close to breaking one. It was a heck of a pass from Will. Good catch from Justin Robinson. And they almost did it. But now, after Will, this you need to go get a mobile... Spencer Rattler was the best player in the stadium. He is a top, he may not go, but I mean, the NFL or, I mean, they do crazy stuff every year. Spencer Rattler was the best player in the stadium at the most important position. And Will played his da 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 off. Rattler is a dude. Yeah. He doesn't have good offensive coaching. They've got a little bit around him, but it's not like they're awesome. And kudos in their defensive coordinator pulled a Bo Pelini and allowed Barbe and Will Rogers and Tulu to just keep throwing it deep, baby. Just dropping bombs. Yeah. But finally, I mean, that's what people expected against LSU after so many people said that the secondary was their weak spot. And they're like, okay, yeah, but, well, but it's not the same DBs. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's, it's not the same corners and it's not the same safeties. Now, you're right. There were some plate. Will got, got bombarded early. He didn't have a shot. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there were times during the game he had some opportunities. We acknowledge that. We, we're now, he acknowledged, hey, I needed to to get back locked in. Right. Um, that's a tough one to lose. Um, and, and I still go back to the play coming out of halftime. To me, that's the play of the game. Right? I mean, South Carolina scores. Yeah. And huge momentum shift. At that at that point, you are playing with your back against the wall. We're about to drop some Jackson Dart audio here in just a second. No, I wanna I wanna do the Lane Kiffin on on the loss is discouraging, but give me one second. Um first one to six. I said it for a while. First team to six wins. Number two, can you get to six wins before you play the Golden Egg game? Either team. I don't know. I'm not real confident. Ole Miss has a little bit better window because they play Bandy. Um, and they still have uh, Cupcake State coming up. And, and, and Mississippi <laughs> State has two non-conference, Western Michigan and Southern Miss. They have to win those. I know there's a lot of chirping from the Southern Miss fan base that they believe this is a game they can go get. Yeah, um, that- <laughs> I don't. Know about that? They'll talk, <laughs> uh, but but I don't blame them. They just lost to Arkansas State, so they need to keep their powder dry and focus on their stuff until the week before Thanksgiving, when Mississippi State hosts Southern Miss. I hope Will Hall and them can get it rolling and get it going. Um, oh, I had it right here, Jason. Who is Ole Miss? Uh, come on, ULM. They play ULM before Mississippi State. But right. but Ole Miss has a little bit better window, maybe because they got Bandy. But can you get to six before the Golden Egg? I don't know. I don't have a lot of. I have just a. 
fingernail maybe more confidence in Ole Miss because of the Vanderbilt game. But for Mississippi State, it could happen. They'll have to steal one on the road at Arkansas or at Auburn. Yeah. I don't think A&M... I don't think A&M's in play. I know Jimbo likes to screw things up, but I don't think A&M's in play. For Ron from McGee, and I'm not here to beat him up, I hope he calls again, I totally disagree with it's time to move off Zach Arnett. If you keep moving off coaches, unless you land on a Dan Mullen or a Hugh Freeze, then, I mean, you could continue to be a train wreck. I think you need to pour money in NIL, go get a quarterback who's a dual threat, and try to find another player or two, and, you know, three. And, and, but I, I don't believe in 22 transfer portal players. I've said that from the jump. Yeah, it's, that's I, a- I don't believe that's the recipe. I don't care what Dion's doing. That's great. Prime's doing a wonderful job at Colorado. I don't believe that this is a shuffle. As many seniors as you lose already... And then jettison another 20-something players off your roster to bring in 20 new... Well, really, it'd be 40. You lose X amount... Well, you don't You don't necessarily lose 20 seniors a year. Let's say in the teens, seniors, yeah, plus yeah. in the teens transfer portal, I'm not sure 35 players a year shuffling in and out is realistic, but I could be wrong. But Hugh Freeze does not look great, and Hugh Freeze is an established coach and walked into a better situation at Auburn than Zach Arnett did at Mississippi State. And they looked awful on offense. Not good. <laughs> you not know, at all. Their, their, uh, their Michigan State transfer did not look good. What? And then, Thorn? And then Robbie Ashford did not look good. Yeah. Hell, they went with the freshman. Yeah. They, they put him in. And, I mean, there was... That just didn't look like a Hugh Freeze team. But what does that mean? Like, how does that make you feel about Ole Miss and Mississippi State playing them? Does does that give you more confidence? Uh, uh, A little bit, but they could be the exception to the rule and get better Mm. past September because Hugh is a first-year head coach, but he is a proven head coach. So I don't know yet. Yeah, right. I I don't don't know what to make. Uh, Who does Auburn? Oh my God! They pulled Georgia this weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, I'm feeling for State and Ole Miss. Oh, Hugh Freeze. They pulled Georgia this weekend. Not good. And then Terrible. LSU. LSU the weekend after. So it gets real quick. Yikes! Okay. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, driven by your next Nissan Pathfinder at Canon Nissan in Jackson. That's Canon Nissan in Jackson. Let's drop the uh, Lane Kiffin says this loss is discouraging from Bama Ole Miss over the weekend. Ole Miss only scored three points in the last three quarters of the game. I'm not there yet. I mean, this was really discouraging to come in here. really thought this was our shot to, to beat these guys. Um thought there were some things there we could do and didn't get them done today so we'll worry about next week I guess later today how about that he was really transparent which is rare for coaches and he said it I mean he left it right there that he thought this he knew Bama's not that good 
compared to Bama. He watched the film way more than I did and you did. He watched it on both sides of the ball. What about that quote right there? This was our shot. And you can tell by his tone and demeanor yeah. and body language. Man, this was my shot to go get Bama. To, he, he still, I mean, they went 10-2, and two, but what's his signature win? I, I think Mississippi State? At uh, LSU at home, maybe, but LSU wasn't that even was that Ed good. That was Ed Ogeron getting fired. Yeah. That was a disaster. You know, I mean, Eddie O was worried about who he was dating down in New Orleans. <laughs> what? You saw the Should, pictures from the Roosevelt Hotel? Oh, no, I saw. I saw. And then I, uh, there's also videos of Ogeron flirting on the beach with young ladies. Yeah, and I mean, so, so what, what, you know, he, he, he knew that was his opportunity. And, um, you know, Kiffin has more pressure on him this year because your coach didn't pass away in December. This is year four. Nothing was disrupted. Yeah. You have a, a returning starter at QB. And by the way, all this Charlie Weiss calls the plays, y'all believe that? Yeah, no Do shot. Do y'all really believe no that? So you're telling me, Lane Kiffin holds the play sheet up against his mouth like he's hiding CIA espionage secrets. I was just about to say. During the game, and y'all believe, y'all believe that, y'all don't believe that Jeff Levy called plays, do you? Called the tempo, but that's about it. I mean, whatever that is, <laughs> that's me drinking a beer up in Vault Hemingway calling the tempo. Same thing. Um, you know, my buddy Scott Bates invites me up there, and that's me calling the, the plays in the club level this weekend. Come on. Lane Kiffin is the offensive coordinator and the play caller. I mean, are people really trying to believe that? I got to get into some kind of sales of, of some other sort, you know, claiming, again, beachfront property in the Delta, <laughs> and hopefully people will buy it. You can sell it, I think. Oh, I mean, we want to believe anything in sports, don't we? It's amazing. Lane Kiffin is the offensive coordinator, is the play caller, and has been and will be. Charlie Weiss. But, you know, that stat that I sent Are you, you yesterday. I mean, the how Lane is 1-19 against Power 5 teams that end the season with nine or more wins. Yep. But you don't. Like, when you think about it, you're like, okay, well, maybe he hasn't won a big game recently. And then it's like, wait, what big games has he won? And you go back but and he, you try to... I don't want to... He took advantage two years ago of a down SEC West, just like Mike Leach. Kudos to Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin. They took advantage. Kiffin took advantage of 2021. Ed Ogeron, disaster. Jimbo Fisher, disaster. Yeah. Mississippi State. <laughs> not close to the talent level they had had under Dan Mullen. Auburn, Brian Harson, Arkansas. I mean, yeah, they, were, they weren't as good as that first year that, that Pittman came in. Yeah. Kiffin took advantage. He won those games. Credit to him. That, those are hard to win. I don't care if, if Auburn is solid. It's hard to beat Auburn. Or A&M is solid. Or Arkansas solid. It's hard to win. Mm-hmm. Or LSU has turmoil. They still have players. Leach last year, A and M poorly coached, dysfunctional. Auburn same, yeah. Arkansas 
although two wonderful coordinators had lost a few too many pieces, KJ Dangers, but hammered them. Took advantage of Kiffin and old, I don't know what was wrong with Kiffin and all. They just weren't what they were supposed to be, and he won that game. So you took advantage of, and you got to celebrate in New Orleans and Tampa, two really fun places to go over the holidays. Pretty great. So you got to embrace those. But right now, like Ole Miss has, Kiffin doesn't have a lot of excuses, but he wasn't supposed to win that game. But the fans believed and he believed and there's nothing wrong with that. And it was a close competitive game for 70% of the game. Yeah, now, Bama yeah. turned it in the late in the third quarter, Jason. They pounded the football between the tackles. They controlled the line of scrimmage and the tempo. And you just felt like Ole Miss didn't have the rhythm that they wanted. Right. In the second half. Yeah, I mean, Milrow actually looked confident in the second half. Yeah, because they ran the football. They took pressure off of him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were ripping off runs left and right. The Ole Miss D got tired. It happens. Um, I'm counting wins here. One, two, five. Mm, it's doable for State and Ole Miss to have six going into the Golden Egg. But I would bet on five. Although Ole Miss has Arkansas at home and Bandy at home. You have to win those games in La Monroe. So that that could be three. Yeah. So that's six. Right. Uh, Ole Miss has got a great shot. I mean, a really good shot. They already have three wins. And then you have... Arkansas at home. Yep. Vandy at home. La Monroe at home. That should be three wins. And you can beat Mississippi State. You can beat, well, A&M at home. I, I mean, you can win that game. We'll see what A&M does at quarterback. I think Max Johnson's better than Connor, uh, Connor Wigman. He should start. He, he should be their quarterback. Boy, he made some good throws in that game. But then how good is Auburn? We don't know yet. Well, that's... Right. Boy, they look back. As much as people are beating up on Mississippi State, Hugh Freeze is struggling at Auburn, and he is one hell of a head coach. Man, the, the, the we don't have a dominant team. Florida State would be one, I guess. Texas would be two. Georgia, because they're Georgia, would be three, but they haven't played anybody. Yeah. Who do you want to put it for? I don't know. Ohio State is not – we're talking about Bama, not – not the team that they have been. Ohio State is not the team. They oh, Notre Dame's not, not good. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, Michigan struggled. Georgia doesn't have a mobile QB. LSU could put it together. And then Southern Cal, I haven't watched enough of that yet out west. Oh, Oregon. Could Bo Nix and Oregon actually make some noise and challenge somebody around here? In the college football playoff, could Dan Lanning and Oregon and Bo Nix do this? Jake Thompson, Ole Miss Insider, 930.